Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, and today I'm happy to share one of our recent Firebird Book Award winners. He is Kenny Down, and his book is titled Darko, The Secret Heart of One Johanny Darko. Kenny is a second-time Firebird Award winner, his first being the book titled Awakened Giant Sleeping Spirit. And I am so blessed to have yet another opportunity to spend time with him and share him with you. So I'm looking forward to getting started. Welcome back, Kenny. Well, welcome back, Pat. It's a blessing to be talking with you, too. And I'm really excited and was felt very honored that the Darko book was selected and, and was the winner in the religious category as well. So I know. happy to be here. Congratulations on the win. I was happy about it as well. You know... On your website, you say something interesting. Before we dig into your book, I just want to comment about this. You said that you like to think of your readers as new thinking people. The the idea of the new thought idea and new thinking people is that for many of the problems that we face today, whether it be uh, financial inequities or poverty or you know, sexism and racism and xenophobia, all of these things that are, you know, on the forefront of so many people's minds these days, the the old way of thinking just hasn't worked. It it hasn't solved the problems. And a big part of that and what I talk about in the book is the help is not coming from the top. And that's been a a theme that I've, you know, that this is a bottom-up movement that has to be from the people at the bottom coming up. And in order to that, we have to realize that we're empowered for change. And that's a new way of thinking for a lot of people. Absolutely. I've been giving that quite a bit of thought as well, thinking about the top down. I've also been considering from the inside out. That's another way of thinking about it. I think if you think about it in the dimensional sense, you could think from the inside out. And we have so many you know, we just went through a very big election, as everybody knows here, and you know, we've got a new president. But the, the the idea of the bottom up or the inside out, you know, we can change the king, but it's the kingdom that needs to change. Mm-hmm. That's where these real big movements have, have been made. And whether you look at that as Martin Luther King's movement or you look at the Thich Nhat Hanh movement in, in Vietnam or the Dalai Lama's movement with China and Tibet, these are bottom-up, inside-out movements. Mm -hmm. And I think also people are somewhat fearful to realize the power that they have as one individual. The change we could make if collectively everybody thought bottom-up, inside-out and put it out there, we each have so much power that I hope people recognize that and, and can put it forth because it's needed right now. Is so desperately needed, and I the society today is is so lost. We're so focused on. You can sit around almost any coffee shop or, or or table or group of friends, and eventually the conversation turns to some billionaire or some person, and that's the people that we just we we have so much focus and on, and we idolize these these people and the the spiritual awakening and the um, living a spiritual life and, you know, reaching out to your fellow human being as a person with a real answer and having your hand out, those things are, have 
lost their credence in our society today. They're not respected and honored to the degree that they were at one time when our societies were based on this. Right. Absolutely. Maybe give us a peek into the book, Darko, The Secret Heart of One, Johanny Darko. Johanny Darko is a, is a Joan of Arc character. So that's, the, that's what, where that name was derived. And it's a Joan of Arc for our current time. And if people remember the historical Saint Joan of Arc, she was a person who was visited by voices, and they, they, they uh, what she called the voices, it was Saint Margaret and Saint Catherine and the Archangel Michael that came to her and gave her this charge of being the one who would lead France out of the Hundred Year War. And so that's similar to what we have today in our world is this is the this is the bottom up movement that this this is the story of a modern day Joan of Arc that is born in New Orleans in the um, in the desire neighborhood and begins to have these religious experiences and of course questions herself like who am I to to lead this movement? Who am I to and but slowly over time with these with these spiritual experiences she's having, she gains a following and the story goes on and, and she is becomes the savior, the one that will will turn the course of the world in a completely different direction. And Kenny, why did you decide to write this? What was your inspiration for this? I've been fascinated with Joan of Arc for many years. You know, she these voices came to Joan of Arc when she was uh, 13 years old. She was the, still today, she's the youngest leader of a, a military complex, major military forces in the history of the world. She was illiterate. She came from a, a little, tiny little village. She was a person that came from poverty. And yet all of those things that she became this, this great person and and ended this hundred-year war that France had with England and drove the English out and won many battles and was injured and all of that. And when she was put to trial and convicted and eventually put to death, she was 19 years old. And so that story's always caught my attention that young people today are capable of these incredible accomplishments and we that's a, one of these things that as a society we just don't give the credence to it that we have got to a place where where it's almost impossible for a young person to have these types of accomplishments that early in their life but given the the right circumstances you know I, my hope is that uh, even though this is a fictional story I believe this coming together time that's spoken about in this book has already started to take place. So that's my that's my inspiration for it was the Joan of Arc story. I traveled to France. I went to Rouen. I I saw, read everything I could about her. I've just been fascinated by her life. And the idea came: what if there was a modern day Joan of Arc? What if the modern day Joan of Arc was born here and took care of our, you know? 200-year war with just these inequities and things we've been fighting against for so long. 
When did you start writing this? Because this seems like the perfect book for this time right now. I started writing this book really before, uh, um, you know, kind of maybe maybe a, a couple of years ago. So I, it was intended for that, that I, I thought this is the time for this mm-hmm. particular book and for this story to be told. And, you know, it's a fictional story, and I, I like writing in that manner because you're completely entertained. It's a fantastic story. Um, it's a real page-turner. But at the same time, you have these, deep and effective spiritual experiences as you're reading the book. You're, you're, you're questioning yourself and your own beliefs, and, and it allows you to free your own thinking up that, yeah, maybe there is a solution, maybe there is an answer, and maybe rather than things looking so bleak, maybe there is a, uh, a ray of, of light that's on us now, and like I said, I believe this coming together time is... is is now. And I mentioned it earlier, I just feel that people need to realize that they do have the ability and the power to be this, maybe not a Joan of Arc, but to kind of head in that direction. And if enough people gathered together to do that, definitely we can affect a positive change. Yeah, I mean, worldwide, you think about it, there's, you know, the kind of elite groups at the top, and there's the politicians and the power and the and the the militaries around the world, but there's still a lot more of us mm-hmm. than there is of them. And you know, this book is very much in line with with nonviolent, you know, social disobedience as a tool to use. And and I I've really become a believer in that through many years of following. You know the people that have become the heroes in my life, and and that is the only thing that works. Mm-hmm. You know, they that that these these major shifts in thinking come about through um, through those types of things, like Gandhi uh, did in India, when India is now the largest democracy in the world, and was uh, completely under the rule for many years of the of the English in the United Kingdom. So. Mm-hmm. You know, people probably would have never guessed that, the, that they could have accomplished that, but that was accomplished through a bottom-up movement and through people waking up. And so that's a big message in this book is just to wake up, wake up, wake up. That's my message. I host a radio show, and wake up is my message as well. We can no longer yeah. sit back and let this world wash over us. We need to pay attention, and uh, it's not always easy. It's often painful, but personally, I'm quite fueled by it, being able to become educated and empowered and then speaking up and trying to make a change. It, it works in my life, so I hope that your book can help others. It's a it's a nice a weaving of entertainment and a teaching tool at the same time. It is. It is absolutely that. That's its intention is mm-hmm. to be a spiritual teaching tool, but to be void of dogma right. and just, you know, parroting other uh, you know, spiritual ideas and and concepts that people run out of steam when they open some many spiritual books because they open them up and they, they're trying to change their lives or trying to affect or find a solution for these things that are plaguing them in their own life. And it's pretty, you know, can be pretty dry material. And, and so that's, that's why I, I wrote this book in the, in the spiritual 
fiction genre, but it is very much addresses real life issues. It's a real help to people, and it's uh, and it is a, absolutely a teaching tool. Mm -hmm. As you go through this, this, this book will change you. Yes, definitely. This this book, uh, I think, even more than my my first book was my first novel was uh, this. This is a book that was really in my heart, mm -hmm. and for that reason, it wasn't a difficult book to to write. I mean, it was was very, very hard work, as you know. You know, being an author is a very difficult thing to yes. to get something to where the, you finally are able to put the finishing touches mm -hmm. on something and get it published. But I never felt like it was work in the traditional sense. Mm -hmm. It really was something that flowed. I'd meditate, and I would write, and then I would meditate some more and write some more. Oh, that's beautiful. It was meant to be. You just had to get it out of you and onto the page. I love that. What are you working on now? Well, my most recent, I, I just, just published another little book called The 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 Mirror, The Window in the Wall. And what this, this little piece is about, it's just about how we view ourselves when we look in the mirror and how distorted a vision that is, how we ourselves is like not going to amount to anything that isn't going to work and this is from my own experience or sometimes we see ourselves in these grandiose things like people ought to pay me these this respect that I maybe haven't even deserved but it's, it carries on that and when we see ourselves in that viewpoint that um, we can't let anybody else see that so we put up this window and try to control the way everybody sees our lives and it's about trying to get free of that the mirror the window in the wall where we build these walls. So that's my my latest piece, and I'm currently writing another novel called The Bering Sea Messiah about a captain that has a boat and is kind of a fisher for men, going back to some of those kind of spiritual ideas. Can't wait to read them. I like the idea of the mirror in the wall. Uh, yeah, that book is out now. Okay. So people can absolutely find it. That, that book is finished and it's out. And it's a short little read. You probably read the whole thing in about 25 or 30 minutes. Okay. So it's, a, it's a meant to be read over and over. To, there's some practices that are recommended in that book. Oh, sometimes those are the best kind where you just have a, you know, a little free half hour and you just pick it up and there you go. Sometimes those are the best. Yeah, this is absolutely in, in that light. It's, right. it's meant to be a tape, maybe sitting on your bedside table yep. or sitting somewhere where you can just pick it up and read it or when you've got a few minutes waiting somewhere. It's a, it's a good read and it's another one that really changes people's lives. I've had really, really a great response from that. And this Darko book, if, if people were to go on Amazon or Barnes & Noble and look at the reviews, you see that uh, it's, it's been doing really, really, really well. So, Well, that's why it won the Firebird Book Award, right? That's right. <laughs> I love that. Well, is there anything we missed as we begin to wrap up that you wanted to share today? Well, I would encourage people to, to get the book, and especially I'm interested in hearing from readers of the book and from with their experiences in the book and some of the ideas that they might have. You can find me very easily, Pat, just by doing a, a search author, Kenny Down, or you can go to my website, and the website is NewThoughtLife.org, NewThoughtLife.org, and uh, there's access in there to a lot of things we do and the book readings that I do and 
um, invites and a way to sign up for a newsletter that you'll be sure not to miss any of the interviews like this that I post or or work that I do or talks that I give. They'll all end up uh, coming to you either through the website or if you want to sign up for the newsletter, you can do that too. Excellent. All right. So we're talking with Kenny Down. The book is titled Darko, The Secret Heart of One Johanny Darko. And the website is newthoughtlife.org. Kenny, what a pleasure to have two times to speak with you. You never disappoint. Well, thank you so much, Pat. I really love the work that you're doing. So keep up the good work and, and keep uh, digging and finding, finding authors that are that are worthy of these kind of awards and it's a great thing you're doing oh thank you and hope to have you back again i hope so